welcome to Ask the Oracle, the official Ironshorn RPG podcast. And welcome back to our co-op campaign, From the Ashes. I'm here again this week with my uh, ally in this adventure, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's been a eventful uh, Ironshorn week. A lot of uh, new folks in the community, a lot of new podcast listeners. Been watching those numbers go up, so they are clamoring for more in the adventures of Torgan and Kamar. So let's yeah. give them that. Uh, so maybe give us a quick recap of where we left off in episode four, Matt. Yeah, so uh, we were on in the midst of our journey to the settlement of Rockfall, where we uh, hoped to uh, learn more about the whereabouts of our clan chief and her warband, uh, and. While sort of trekking through the dense forest, uh, sort of leading up to Rockfall, we encountered an elder beast, uh, a big boar um, that we had to defend ourselves against. And we ended up, uh, it was a tough fight, uh, pretty difficult. Both of us uh, endured some harm, and uh, but we managed to uh, best the boar and uh, that's sort of where we left off was us sort of recovering from that battle yeah we're kind of in bad shape we're both a little bit low on health so we're beating up a fair bit mm-hmm. supplies are low we started off with low supply and it's hasn't got any better yeah. um but i think we're both determined to push on carry this banner to rockfall and see where our path takes us from there so i think i think the next step is to continue our journey undertake a journey yeah. What's going on with your uh, wyvern in our little narrative here? Are you guys still somewhat at a distance from each other? Yeah, I think that we're we're still kind of um, unsure of each other, and uh, I imagine that as we're as we continue sort of moving through the woods, uh, continuing our journey, um, I keep catching sight of the wyvern, uh, sort of out of the out of my uh, peripheral vision. Uh, just this fleeting shadow in the forest, uh, stalking us not to not to hunt, but just because it it doesn't have anywhere else to go, and maybe it it feels some sort of kinship with us, uh, being a fellow survivor of the the massacre that we endured. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's probably not contributing to our journey as of yet with no. its ability, but um, so I'll I'll continue sort of leading the way here. Um, I know this. I think we've established that I know this terrain a bit. I grew yeah. up in this area or lived in the uh, Rockfall at least for a time. So let's uh, let's make that roll plus wits and see what happens. I think the next sort of segment of this journey is probably going to maybe carry us to the edge of this deep wood that we're in, huh? And then we'll yeah. sort of head up into the hills. That makes sense. All right. Uh, so that's a six on my action die, which I love to see. Uh, plus my wits is two. That's an eight on my action score and a six and a one on my challenge die. So that's a strong hit. Oh, nice. Very nice. Feeling feeling pretty good about that. So I'm going to mark a couple of progress. That puts us up to six on our progress track for a journey. And per the outcome of the move, we also get to make a choice here. Uh, when we um, undertake a journey on a strong hit, you reach a waypoint. If the waypoint is unknown to you, envision it. Then choose one. Uh, our choices are you make good use of resources, mark progress. Uh, or you move at speed, mark progress, and take plus, mo- plus momentum but suffer minus supply. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the former there just because our supplies yeah. are already a little bit low. Our resources about- are dwindling. 
Yeah. Um, so what I envision that as is we uh, we're moving without taking a break to eat or yeah. uh, drink. We're sort of rationing what we have left and focusing a little bit more on preserving some of our energy versus moving fast and refueling. Yeah, I think we're both feeling a little beleaguered after that fight with the boar. Um, we uh, haven't really rested for any considerable amount of time since we left that battlefield. So I think it's starting to starting to sink in a little bit. We're starting to feel a little tired. Yeah. And when you're on a journey, there's certain you can decide, you know, gee, am I going to make camp to try to uh, rest and recover a bit, which would be an option for us. But with our low supply, making camp is pretty risky. So I mm -hmm. think we're just going to push on. Yeah, sounds good. And what I envision in terms of a waypoint is that we come to the edge of this wood that we're in, this thick, dark, shadowy wood. So we sort of break through a tree line and head into an area of sparser trees and start to climb these hills into the Tempest Hills where the, the village is located. Yeah, sounds good. So let's go again. Let's... Uh, Let's push one more segment. We're at six progress, which is a reasonable chance of success when we reach our destination. But I'd like to, I'd like to have a little bit more certainty around that. So yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna roll again, and that was a bad choice on my oh, part. Oh no, <laughs> it was a bad choice. Uh, so that yeah, that's a solid miss. Okay, let's say a two of my action die. Excuse me, a four and a seven and a nine on my challenge dice. So a miss. So on a miss, when we undertake a journey, we encounter a, a perilous event of some sort or situation. I feel like playing off what happened at the end of that fight would be a good choice. Yeah. So uh, as I remember from our last session, we got a weak hit on our end the fight move with the Elder Boar. And we both, uh, we sort of narrated that as the forest sort of reacting to yeah. uh, that death. And um, we made a specific choice in there of uh, you're marked for vengeance. So what about, what about elves? I mean, I'm always into the scary elves. So yeah. Yeah, so I think what happens a short time after we break through this tree line and start making our way up these hills, it's a little bit like the scene in um, in Two Towers when they're surrounded by yeah, there were Hiram coming circle were Hiram, around yeah, them. Yeah, coming yeah. circle around them. Except in this case, we have these beings that are atop these creatures called Gaunts, which are black, almost skeletal-looking uh, mounts. Yeah. They move quickly and give us no time to react before we're uh, encircled um, by how many of them? Let's roll uh, 2d6. Okay. Three, <laughs> nine. So there's oh, nine total oh, man. <laughs> of them. So I, I maybe as they, as they approach, I sort of reach back uh, going to loosen my sword in its scabbard and then I see... Okay, there are two of them. Okay, there's all right, there's four. Okay, there are nine of them. I see them coming around this corner and I sort of ease my hand off my sword and try to look as unthreatening as possible. Yeah, and I do the same. So I'm carrying um, a spear in one hand and a banner in the other. And I'll definitely have an easy hand on the on the spear let the point drop down to the ground and sort of raise the banner a little bit, but just raising my other hand. Um, 
And uh, I look to you to make sure, you know, to, to make sure that you're not taking a threatening posture as well. Yeah. And I would I would catch your gaze and nod to you like, it's all right. Like, let's just try to get through this here. Uh, so what do these elves look like? Um, I think that they are, uh, they're dressed simply, maybe even uh, sort of naked from the top up and just wearing like simple sort of hide uh, garments. And uh, each of them is, uh, they're very live, um, sort of unnaturally long limbs for their proportions of their body, uh, sort of giving them this uh, almost alien sort of feel to them and uh, each of them is is wearing a a wooden mask uh which is <clears throat> each of them is unique uh totally different in shape and the symbols that are carved into the masks but each of them wears one of these masks that hides uh their true uh visage beneath uh and i imagine that most of them are carrying spears or bows as they come around the corner here yeah, and you, you, when you look at them, like they have really, really uh, unsettling eyes, right? Almost yeah. sort of alien-looking eyes, and you almost, you almost are instinctively sort of looking away when you sort of catch their glance for a moment. Yeah, I'm a. I, I was gonna say, I think that I'm, I'm a fairly well-traveled person. I have uh, kind of wandered around in my, in my uh, couple decades here in the Ironlands, and so. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe I've encountered elves before, even even uh, uh, fleetingly. Uh, I think I may I might have some experience with them. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So maybe you take a little bit of the lead in this interaction. Yeah, I would maybe even uh, hold out a hand to you and say, uh, uh, "Let me try and speak to them before you do anything." And I narrow my eyes a bit, but nod and almost take a step back to let you serve as the de facto. Uh, voice for us. Yeah. So as they they circle around us, maybe even lowering their spears to keep us at a, at a at out of reach uh, with our weapons, I step forward a little bit. Um, uh, unable to identify who the leader of the elves are, I just sort of sweep my gaze across all of them and uh, incline my head and sort of a half bow and uh, say to them, "Hello, lords of the wilds." I uh, apologize for traversing through your lands, but we are in desperate need of reaching the settlement uh, there. And I would indicate rockfall in the distance. Um, we wish to uh, pass uh, without trouble uh, and without wasting your time. Uh, if you'll allow us to pass, uh, we shall do so quickly. Uh, and I think this might be a compel move. There's a little bit more at play here, though, I think, to yeah. sort of get over that tip of being able to compel. Maybe one of these rides a, a step or two forward, maybe it actually steps down from their mount. Mm. And I think the elves are probably, it's uh, hard to determine their gender. Maybe they're yeah. even a gender. Um, and one of them steps down from their mount and takes a step forward. And cocks its head a little bit and says, you have killed the one we call. And there's a word that we don't even understand. And the voice is like, uh, the voice sort of carries a tone like it's multiple overlaid voices. Mm. 
just very creepy and disturbing. Yeah. I nod to the self. Yes, I cannot deny that we surprised each other in the woods and both were forced to protect ourselves. The boar was old and not at the peak of its power. We were able to best the boar, but I assure you that we killed it quickly and afterwards paid our respects to its passing. It was not our intention to harm such a creature in our journey. All right. I think that leads into a good place for a compel. Let's try that. Okay, cool. So uh, I get to roll heart, which is great because I uh, heart is my high stat. Nice. So go ahead and roll here. All right. I've got a five on my action die, which is great. So that gives me a total of uh, eight on the roll. Nice. And then I've got a three and a five on the challenge dice. So that gives me a strong hit. And a strong hit, they'll do what you want. What we want is basically what you communicated a moment ago, which is have passage. Uh, So you get to take plus one momentum. If you use this exchange to gather information, you get to make that move now and add plus one. I I almost wonder if we should uh, ask these elves if they've seen our warband. Yeah, I like that a lot. So responding, I, I picture... This being saying, the elder beast was well past its time. And it looks to one of its fellows. You see that being nod. And then the nod sort of passes among the others. We believe that you did not intend the end of this creature. You may pass, but know this. Do not return to this wood. For it will seek its vengeance upon you. I understand. Uh, we won't return. I assure you. And how are you going to go about asking, uh, trying to get a little maybe information out of these? Um, I think that I will I will say to these elves, there is a, a great, terrible power roaming the land right now. It may have had something to do with this elder beast being driven mad in its final days. These iron priests... They carry a weapon of terrible power, and we are just a few of the survivors of this power. We are searching for our people so that we might warn them of this power. Tell me, have you seen or heard signs of our people? They are led at their head by a woman named Satara. And uh, I'm going to try and, I guess, gather information. Yeah, let's do it. You get to add plus one to your... Base wits um, Great. because of that uh, compel. That's good because I don't have very good wits. Yeah. Good luck. Um, hey, it's not a bad roll, though. That's another five on my action die, uh, adding plus one for my wits and then plus one additionally. So that gives me seven total. Uh, and then I got a five and a four on my challenge die. So that's another strong hit. Wow. So on a strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn and take plus two momentum. You're racking up that momentum. Yeah. Uh, So maybe the elves have seen this warband and they even know where we need to go. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it probably means that our journey is heading in another direction than we originally anticipated. Or maybe they're in Rockfall. Like, oh. that would be a nice way of fulfilling that strong hit. Yeah. Like, the elves are basically like, 
if you seek the warband led by Satara, you are already heading in the right direction. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And I sort of look to you nodding and you see a, the hint of a smile on my face. And I look again to the elves and I say, uh, your mercy as well as your wisdom is as always appreciated. We shall not return to the forest and we shall take our leave of you now. And this leader turns back to its gaunt, tops smoothly on top and gives us one last look and says, your path will take you away from here. We will not meet again. And I will say to the self, I imagine that is to both of our preferences. And I incline my head in another half bow and uh, we'll wait for them to move away from us before turning my back and uh, moving on. And without another word, they ride away. And we both let out a heavy sigh as they disappear over the top of a hill. Well done, I say to you. It is not my first time interacting with the beings known as elves. They are strange and somewhat, well, they are set in their ways and it's difficult to dissuade them from a decision they've made. Luckily, they had decided if they were going to kill us or not when they rode up. Uh, let's continue continue on. This is encouraging news that Satara is already in Rockfall. So it would seem. This is uh, the first good news we've had in a long time. And on that note, speaking of good news, I think this is an opportunity to reach a milestone. So reach a milestone is a move. Uh, you make it in order to earn progress on your quest. So as with fights, as with journeys, as you move towards completing a particular challenge, you mark progress. In order to mark progress on quests, you need to reach a milestone. So the wording of the reach milestone is when you make significant progress in your quest by overcoming a critical obstacle, completing a perilous journey, solving a complex mystery, defeating a powerful threat, gaining vital support, or acquiring a crucial item, you may mark progress. And in this case, I think this would pretty easily fall under the gaining vital support trigger um, by way of uh, getting the cooperation of these elves in order to get some pretty crucial information. So I'm going to mark progress on this quest. It's a dangerous quest, so I'm going to mark two progress. That's our first two boxes filled. And uh, I think we can continue up to Rockfall, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to push on. See if I get some of your dice luck over here on my side yeah. of the... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to send it over the Oops. over the internet here. Oh, I just misrolled and I misrolled a six on my action die. That's a oh, bummer. Man. If it's not in the tray, it doesn't count. Nope. Okay. Luckily, that's a weak hit. Okay. So a weak hit. We're going to suffer a supply. We're down to one there. We're going to mark progress. What do we envision for a waypoint as we move higher up into the hills here? Um, I think we maybe find... Uh, an old watchtower that was once used by the settlement of Rockfall when they had more people and more resources in order to maintain these watchtowers. And in recent years, it's sort of fallen into disrepair. Uh, pieces of it are crumbling and falling away, but it still provides some shelter and a relatively stable and flat place to uh, maybe take a breather before we continue on. Yeah, and I picture there's a bunch of, we take a short break and there's a bunch of ravens up there cawing at us. It's a bad omen. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is that we know we're at the edge of uh, Rockfall's domain. So 
after that brief rest, climbing up these rocky hills filled with stunted trees and stone, we push quickly on to our destination. And that's an opportunity to make the reach your destination move. So we've accumulated enough sort of narrative and mechanical progress on our journey where it feels like we're in a good place to arrive at our destination. So reach your destination is a progress move. What that means is instead of rolling my action die, I'm just going to roll my two challenge dice and I'm going to compare to the progress we've made, which is currently at eight progress on our on our journey progress track. So all right, I'll make that roll. And that's five and a six on my challenge dice, which are both under my uh, the progress. So that's a strong hit. On a strong hit, reach your destination. The situation at your destination favors you. Choose one. Make another move now, not a progress move, and add plus one or take plus one momentum. And what I think that strong hit represents is the fact that we do indeed see our assembled war brand here in Rockfall. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we crest this the last sort of craggy hill and we see our banners flying over the walls of Rockfall. And the end of this journey offers us something else. That's another milestone on our quest to return the banner to our clan chief. So that's another two progress on our quest, putting us at four progress. And we'll get back to our scene. So there's a, a camp of uh, war band sort of surrounding the village filled with flying banners. Uh, Sitara's banner is flying over the the hill fort at, this, at the center of the village. And we both breathe a sigh of relief and pick up our pace and approach uh, Rockfall. Yeah. And I imagine we'd be probably accosted by sentries at the border of the outlying camp. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably a moment for me to uh, step forward. And so there's some young guard who hefts his spear and a shield and approaches us as we come into sight. And does this guy know me? Uh, Sassy Oracle. What would he call yeah. that? Uh, likely? 50-50? I, I, I think it's probably likely. Okay. So we're going to ask the Oracle if this person knows me so we can get through some of the formalities here and we're going to call it likely that's a 26 or greater is a yes that's 42 so that's a yes so this guy says uh torgan we what what are you doing here why are you and he gives you a quick look alone and i just say we have we have dire news to share with satara forgive me i i, I don't have any time to waste here he looks a little bit offended at that but steps aside and we make our way purposely through the camp. A lot of curious glances from the soldiers. Um, I think, uh, so we, we talked about sort of the derivation of this name of this place. So I almost picture that the village sits astride, this massive pile of glacial rock almost cuts the village in half, right? And then yeah. At the center here is this is this hill fort, which actually sits atop a huge flat glacial rock. So there's like some carved steps leading up to it, and we bound our way quickly up those steps, past some guards standing at the entrance to the fort, and make our way into the audience chamber where there's a bit of activity around, like a central sort of table where they're they've got maps and various messages from various segments of the band laid out on the table. Yeah, like wooden figurines 
that denote all the different war bands that are out moving around. At the center of this activity is Sitara. So what is what does she look like? I think that Sitara has um, has pretty vibrant red hair that is uh, kind of kept short uh, for the most part, uh, shorn on one side and uh, kind of pulled back and braided just to keep it all out of her face and uh, out of the way during combat. She's wearing fur and hide uh, and maybe has a sword at her belt, which is not super common here in the Ironlands uh, to carry that much iron. And so she's uh, has this pretty uh, uh, remarkable looking blade at her hip, probably passed down from her father and his father before him. And I think that she's uh, gazing over these maps, listening to her uh, lieutenants and advisors speak to her about the situation. And uh, as we're coming in, I think that she is listening to a lieutenant tell her that they haven't heard from uh, the expedition and that they fear that they may have been wiped out by uh, the Iron Priests who have been moving through. So they're aware of uh, the Iron Priests, the force they wield potentially. I think so. I don't think I don't think that they're really aware of the weapon that they have, but they definitely know that the the war bands that they're fighting against right now are sort of banding together under this this new fanaticism around these Iron Pillars. Uh, so maybe they've had rumors of uh, you know settlements and war bands just disappearing, but. Uh, they they don't have any sort of reliable uh, intel on it just yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I forgot that I uh, obviously did the Aragorn returning to Helm's Deep moment with the oh, definitely pushing open both doors. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Hair all sweaty, hairs dripping wet. Yep. Yep. You're you're dirty, but I still shake the hair good. from my face. Yep. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I, so as I, as I stride into this chamber, I straighten on my back. I try to, I, I take a moment to sort of try to gather this ragged cloak around me and put on some, you know, decent impression for Satara. And they all sort of look up at the same moment and see me. She steps forward. What does she say? She says, are you all that's left? We are, Satara. And I hang my head down a bit. I'm sorry. This device, these the Iron Priests wield this device, a pillar. It destroyed everything and everyone. Somehow we, and I look to you, survived, but none others. They were all dead. And I stand even a little bit straighter, and I hold this ragged banner, and I reach out, and I hand it to her. So as I hand her the banner, that's the trigger for actually fulfilling my vow, which was return the banner to Satara, our shared vow, in fact. And then we represent that by making the fulfill your vow move. So when you achieve what you believe to be the fulfillment of your vow, roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress. Momentum is ignored on this roll. So in terms of progress on our quest to return the banner, I've marked a few milestones. The journey itself is a milestone. The information we received from the elves was a milestone. Actually delivering the banner to Satara was a milestone. So that puts us at six progress on that quest. 
fast. So I'm going to make that roll. That's not awesome, but it's a reasonable chance of success. And that's a one and a two on my challenge dice. So that is fortunate as heck. So that's a strong hit. So a strong hit with fulfilling your vow. Uh, your quest is complete. Mark experience. Uh, it's a dangerous quest, so we both get a mark two experience. It's enough to upgrade one of our assets, perhaps. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very exciting. I imagine that she takes the banner from you and sort of looks at the the charred edges of it, the dirt staining it in the mud, and she shakes her head and says, there's nothing to be done against power like this. She, I imagine she looks to the advisors and lieutenants surrounding her and she says, leave us for a time. I wish to hear about this weapon from people who have seen it firsthand. And we sort of tell her the story, tell her of what we encountered on that field, what happened to us, describe waking up hours later, describe the ash, what was left of our fellows, describe our briefly our journey here and our encounter with elves. And she listens, maybe asking the occasional question, her brow furrowed in worry and concern. And it becomes an issue of how, where, what we do next, right? So I think a good thing might be, does she, does she have any helpful information, right? That relates to this. Does she know anything? So uh, this might be an opportunity to uh, gather some information. So I turn it back to her. I say, what do do you know of these, these iron priests? What, what have you heard of any scouts reported uh, on, on the movement of this army or of the device they wield? Um, and let's gather information. Let's see what she knows. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, sorry. Dropped a die. I'm back. All right. So I'm going to roll plus wits. Uh, oh, and I share a bond with this person. So I'm going to add plus one. So that is helpful. Um, not very helpful. That's a nine and a zero on the challenge dice. Uh, so I'm not beating that despite the bonuses. Yeah. I think that Sita- I think that the, your uh, miss on gathering information is just the fact that Satara knows nothing about the Iron Priest and the Iron Pillar and that she was hoping that we would know more. <laughs> the thing I don't like about that is it's a little bit of a dead end. What you want to avoid in these moves is an outcome that isn't leading you towards uh, more story, whether it's good or bad. So I think what I'd like to do, even though it's arguably a little bit of a cheat, is you have this uh, blade-bound asset, which is your sentient yeah. sword. Yeah. And your marked ability is when you gather information and fail to score a strong hit, you may listen to the whispers of a kin blade for guidance and re-roll any dice. If you do, endure stress. So since I'm effectively making a group move in this uh, failed gather information roll, what I think would be cool is if you leverage your kin blade to basically give me a re-roll on that. We'll see what the kin blade has to say about the situation. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm sort of, I've been quiet this entire time. I, I've never felt in, entirely comfortable here uh, with these people, but I do have a lot of respect for Satara and she seemingly has respect for me. And I catch her gaze as the two of you are talking and I sort of have this realization and I finally speak up for the first time in many minutes and say, my sword, every other piece of iron 
was vaporized in the blast that took our kin from us. But my sword was unharmed. It lay a few yards from me when I woke. And I think that it might have something to do with my survival. I think that, I don't know how, but I think that perhaps my sword and these iron pillars are connected somehow. Perhaps forged of the same metal, created at the same time by the same people. I'm not sure, but I reach back and bring the scabbard forward and slide the sword out, looking at the runes uh, along the, the edge of the blade that say Lost Truth. And there's this hum as I pull it out. And uh, I'm going to commune with the blade and try to discern something about the uh, these iron pillars. So uh, do you want to go ahead and re-roll your gather information? or? Uh, I'll re-roll since we're sort of um, using uh, sort of almost a group move type situation here. So I'm going to just re-roll both those challenge dice. I'm going to keep my action die, which was a four. Because that's better than average. So might as well, right? Yep. And that's double fours on the challenge dice. So that, oh, uh, that's man. a strong hit. And wow. with doubles. With so doubles. that means we've got some potential good news here. So what does that mean? Should we go to an oracle? Do you have an idea of, of what you learn? I don't, but I think that I think that it is that the uh, my blade and these iron pillars share some sort of common link uh, that connects them together and perhaps even protects the wielder uh, from the power of the the iron pillars. So maybe maybe we do ask the oracle and uh, and see what exactly that means or what we need to do next. So I'm sort of tempted to just roll action and theme and see what happens on the oracles. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, okay, so action, I get resist. Mm. Theme, I get shelter. Resist shelter. Mm. So what that means to me is that you see something regarding the location of this army and their next target. They're ne the next community that they're targeting a settlement. Oh yeah, yeah. They're going to be targeting, yeah. Or does it mean? Well, let's let's talk this through a little bit. So resist shelter. Or does it mean that we see something in a place that could potentially could serve as a, a defense against this power? Oh yeah, like something like my sword, but different. Yeah. Should we ask the oracle which of those two yeah. things it is? Because I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's call one likely. Which one do you want to be likely? So we're going to do the pick two option and let's, ask the oracle. Let's have it be uh, the the latter option. Something something that is potentially uh, protecting us against the iron pillar would be more likely. Okay. So twenty six or greater, you get some vision of something that may yeah, protect yeah. us against, shelter us against, <clears throat> if you will. And the other is we know the next target of this army, which is a community. And it's 58. So that's the likely response. So that is what it is. So I'm picturing like some sort of uh, a monument of... Ooh, a white, you see a white pillar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, the, uh, the opposite of these, these deep black pillars that seem to drink in light and 
are just these like blots on the horizon. I see a like shining white pillar, metallic and and uh, shining with light. Um, and it is, it's deep, dark somewhere. It's it's in maybe a cave or a tunnel, and it's uh, surrounded by this spiraling these spiraling grooves in the floor and it's set at these at this center and i see this pillar and i know that this this is something that would protect us this is something that would nullify the magic of the the iron pillars this is uh the light to the pillar's darkness what are the what are the what are the whispers in the kinblade actually say to you is it just a vision is there any words that accompany this I, I think it's primarily a vision, uh, but then uh, the words that stay with me are just a simple whispered phrase of lost truth. The runes on my sword. This is the lost truth. This pillar, this white pillar. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, do you sense uh, like the actual like physical location of this thing do you have like are you like have you become a is your sword become a compass for us yeah i think that um uh maybe that as i sort of return from this vision and i still feel the sword sort of thrumming in my hand and there's almost a dim glow emanating from these runes i slide it back into its scabbard uh, ceasing the the hum of it, I I think I know where we need to go. I think I know what we need to do. I looked at Satara. I know that you don't place much credence on ancient riddles and mysticism, but there is something to this. I sense a white pillar, similar but different to what the Iron Priests carry. Something that could protect us, maybe nullify the power of the iron pillar i don't know exactly where it is but i think it's close and i think that the closer i get to it the more my sword will react they are connected i think i might finally know from where my sword comes from yeah so she thinks for a moment but not a long moment and she nods and stands and says then see it done kamar I my eyebrows raise a little bit and I look over to you in surprise. I have a little moment of internal debate because I want to join my fellows in the shield wall. I look to her and I look to you and I say, I will accompany him on this quest. I will give my life if I must to see this done. I'm going to aid your ally in prep for you making an iron vow related to this. Does that sound good? Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, so when you aid your ally, I think we talked about this in the context of the fight, but basically it's a it's a trigger for securing an advantage and the benefits apply to the ally. It's also a way in the fiction to represent your commitment to something when somebody else is making a move. Yeah. So I will do that. And I'm going to, that sounds like a heart thing to me. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, definitely. Oof. Uh, that's a one on my action die, plus three heart and a zero and a five on my challenge dice. Mm. So that's unfortunate. 
your your words speak conviction, but your <laughs> your spirit does not necessarily agree. Uh, so on a miss, you fail. Your assumptions betray you. So what I envision is even as I say that, I get I this this your sword actually speaks to me, and it says you will fail. And I hear that voice in my head, and I know it comes from the sword. And you just you detect a little bit of like my shoulders slumping and you know that this is maybe a moment for you to take the lead. Uh, and I'm going to take a hit to spirit for that. So I'll, uh, I'll endure the stress of that in a moment. I, I sense the reservation in your voice, uh, and in your body language, but I, I don't, I don't call on it. Uh, and I come to kneel before Satara and again, slide my blade halfway out of its scabbard um touching my my fingers to the the cold iron and uh i say i will do this i will find this white pillar and i will uncover a way to use it to save you and your people satara our people and i say uh it is perhaps coincidence that it is I that encountered the pillar and it is I who carries this sword, but coincidence is the residue of fate. And there is something to this, a reason why I and Torgan have been chosen for this, not just by you, but by something else. And I look, I look to you, Torgan, when I say this, sort of saying like, there's a reason why you're here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and swear an iron vow. Yep. Uh, so I, I roll heart um, and it's a vow uh, to a person or community with whom I share a bond. So I get to add plus one to it as well. So that is a three on the action die plus my heart of three plus the plus one for the bond. So that gives me seven total. Nice. Five and a six on the challenge dice, which gives me a strong hit on my... Swearing really? Out. I don't think I've rolled anything less than a strong hit this entire yeah, session. Me, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not rolling so... Yeah, Torgan's feeling the... Feeling yeah, the uh, Torgan's been beat down a little burn bit. Here, but, so, in a strong hit, you're yeah. emboldened. It is clear what you must do next. So, I think you have a clear sense yeah. of the direction of this thing. You're determined, committed. Yeah. You know, you can even sort of picture in which direction your path lies. Um, so, take your plus two momentum. Yep, got it. And, um, yeah, we'll pick up that thread. Yeah, I think so, too. It feels like a really good place to call it here. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you, Matt, for coming along on this adventure. Absolutely. Happy to. And can you remind the listeners where they can find you on the Internet? Yeah, um, you can uh, find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matt Click. Uh, I do a lot of uh, publishing of RPG material over at absolutetabletop.com. And I'm also fairly active on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Matt Click. Thanks again, Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Tompkin, S-H-A-W-N-T-O-M-K-I-N. For more information on Ironsworn, including downloads, links to communities, and various resources, please visit ironswornrpg.com. That's ironswornrpg.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, and may all your vows be fulfilled. <laughs>